Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having a fabulous day or evening, depending, of course, when you are here. Today, we are going to be diving into some work from home tips. And I think sometimes I take these tips for granted because I have worked from home for several years now. (laughs) Uh, But I'm excited to share. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So, here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting on into it here. Working from home. I love working from home. If you've been here for like a hot minute and this is not your first episode, you probably know this. I feel so lucky and so grateful and so fortunate that I get to work from home. Given everything happening with COVID-19, I want to welcome many new work from home fellow people. (laughs) I know some of you are enjoying it and others are not. (laughs) Uh, But either way, welcome and I hope some of these tips help. So getting into it here, number one, have a separate and dedicated space. This doesn't have to mean a separate room. It can, but it doesn't have to be. So currently, I recently in the last year purchased my home. So I have a separate office for working from home. It's where I do my podcasting. It is my office space. So I have a dedicated room. However, before I purchased my home, I lived in a studio apartment. I fully understand (laughs) what it means to be in a small space and still need a dedicated workspace. So what I did is the setup I had in my studio and what I have now is simply a laptop. I know a lot of people who work from home get like all the monitors and they like do it up big. I just use whatever they send me. and I make it work, which is usually a pretty small laptop, so it's easy to travel with. Not that I do a lot of traveling, but companies usually pick one laptop. that is easy for other people to travel with. So it's very easy for me to have my dedicated space. And even in my studio, I still had a desk, which had my desktop on it. And so I have like one of those smaller Mac computers. It's like maybe like a 20 inch screen. And I use that also as my TV uh, when I was in my studio because I didn't have like a TV TV. I had before my home purchase, I didn't have a TV for like probably three or four years because I had a desktop, a laptop, freaking iPad. I like all the things. <laughs> None of these items are new, by the way. So I feel like, oh my God, stuff, you're spoiled. They're all like five, six years old. Uh, but they also work because Apple products, you know, are a longer term product. So I never felt the need with all these different screens, especially in a studio to purchase a TV. And before that I had one bedroom apartments and I'm like, what do I need a TV for? So I use the desktop as my TV. And then I would work during the day. I would have my laptop out. And then at the end of the day, and this was really key for me when I was done working, I found a dedicated spot to put my laptop. So it was in its own space. It was out of sight. So when I went to sit on the couch after I did whatever I had to do and I was just chilling, watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I didn't even see the laptop. It was like fully put away on my work notebook, my work folders, all put away. So it was, okay, 
work spot during the day on the same desk that my desktop is in, but at the end of the day, work stuff goes away. Now, if you're in a studio and you have, you know, the monitor set up and the whole thing, that might be hard to do, right? Because you don't want to disassemble those monitors every single day and put them back up and take them down. But what you can do is typically if you have the monitor set up, you have your laptop docked, right? So you can still put the laptop away and have the monitor sit wherever it is they sit. You know, the notebook, the pen, the folder, everything that you (laughs) use for work, literally put it away. Whether that is in a drawer, maybe it is in, maybe it's even on like a bookshelf, right? And you literally just like file it like a book. Whatever it might be, I don't know. But really just making sure it's a separate space, even if you're in a studio. So I say that because I know there are a lot of people who live in smaller apartments or maybe they have roommates and they don't have that space, right? Or maybe their desk is the kitchen table. At the end of the day, you move the work stuff off the table. Because if you think about it, most of us, if we're going into the office, we have our laptop hooked up to a dock at work. And then at the end of the day, most of us take that laptop with us just in case we need it, right, for like a work emergency or or if we can't make it to the office the next day. So it's still pretty common practice to take it with us and take it off of our desk at work. So it should be also very simple to put it away at home. Should be. (laughs) I know it's a hard transition, but for me, one of the big things is just not looking at it all day or like all night or all weekend. It's out of the way. And usually during the week I would leave, I'd put the laptop itself away and I'd leave the power cord plugged in. But then on the weekends, I would literally even take like the power cord off the power strip and put that away too. Like just get out of the way. (laughs) Mostly because I vacuum every weekend. (laughs) It was just in the way, but literally just out of sight, out of mind, like true rest. So anyway, moving on. Number two, stick to your same schedule that you would have had if you went into the office. Asterisk within reason. I say that because part of working from home is this amazing freedom that you have, right? Like if you get up at eight o'clock and you usually start work at nine, you're like, oh, eight o'clock, man, I'm just going to go do a super quick workout, 30 minutes, and I'm going to hop in the shower and maybe I start at 9.15. Not a big deal. (laughs) But what you don't want to do is if you typically start at eight, now you're starting at 10 and it's like, whoa, like then your whole day is messed up. Your colleagues are like, what's going on? Are they working? Are they not? Like, what's the deal? So you want to make sure that you're still providing the same level of support that you would have if you were going into the office. Number three, set specific end times at the end of the day and stick to it. (laughs) It is super, super easy when you are working from home to work way more hours than you would have if you're going into the office because you don't have to physically get up and go anywhere, right? You're already at home. What you don't want to do is find yourself in this bad habit of working eight, nine, 10, 12 hours. Well, eight's normal, but 10, 11, 12 hour days because you're already at home, right? Some people will work during what would be their commute time. That's totally up to you. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying some people do it. I've done it, especially during busier times, but I try and make sure that I'm setting a limit. So it's like, okay, even on my busiest day, normally I quit working between four and five somewhere around there. Fridays, maybe a hair earlier than that because it's Friday and why not? If I got my hours in for the week, right? So I'm still tracking, right? So I'm not quitting work at three o'clock on a Friday if I haven't hit 40 hours for the week. Um, As a contractor, I don't get overtime. So 40 is what I'm allowed to work. But if I have a busy day, like the deal I've made with myself is 6.30, no matter what, 6.30, closing the laptop, unless like something is literally on fire, (laughs) 
In that case, I'm probably not the person anybody's calling and recruiting because that's just not like the thing for me, right? And that also allows a 6.30 if I'm supporting West Coast, I'm pretty much meeting them at the end of their day, right? So if there is, sometimes there are late calls. I've had calls that start at 5.15 my time and they go till 6. Okay, fine. I usually know that the day before. It's usually not something that's put on my calendar same day so that I can plan, right? So if I know going into Monday, I have a five o'clock call that's going to go until six, I'm not going to start at 7.30 in the morning because that's going to be a really long day. And who's trying to do that to themselves? Not me. And again, no overtime, right? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing being a contractor. Pros and cons. You cannot work overtime so you don't get to get paid overtime. It's not right now anyway because it's not justified. But it really allows you to really just work an eight-hour day, which is great. So... Anyway, pick your time, stick to it. Number four, embrace the freedom and <laughs> stay focused on work. So what I mean by that, maybe like the example I got before, right? Get up, do a quick workout, shower, hop online. Cool. 15 minutes late, you know, quote unquote late. Most people, unless you are usually like on the phone or have like a particular uh, shift that you're required to work in the corporate world anyway, most people don't have to be there by a certain time. It's flexible start and end times. Most companies, very broadly saying that most companies. So maybe another example, maybe you have, you know, an hour lunch break and instead of, you know, walking down the street and grabbing lunch with a coworker like you would if you were in the office, maybe you're like, I'm going to take that time to go run an errand. Maybe you need to go get groceries real quick. Maybe you need to run to the post office, whatever it might be. So what I mean by embrace your freedom is take some of those uh, luxuries and embrace them and enjoy them and make sure you're staying to the schedule and focusing on work. What you definitely don't want to do is go to lunch and do all of your errands and four hours later, come back to work. You would never do that at the office, right? And number five, be camera ready if that is your company's thing. <laughs> and I say that because there are a lot of companies who want their Zoom calls or their Teams calls or whatever other platform. I felt like totally drawing a blank right now. Whatever platform they want you to be on video so it can feel like it's more of a face-to-face -face interaction, in-person interaction. Then there are a lot of other companies that just don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> just call it how it is, right? So I've worked at both. My current company doesn't really care if we're on camera or not. I think it's, in general, it's preferred, but we're on, when we're on group calls, I would say, let's say there's 50 people on the call, maybe one or two people are on video, and it's usually the people presenting. So if camera ready is your thing, be ready for that. If not, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I do full hair, full makeup, and full business attire every single day. That would be a complete freaking lie. <laughs> but when I look at my calendar for the next day, I'm like, oh yeah, I think I want to be on video for that. So I make sure I'm not looking like a hot mess, you know? <laughs> I'm just being honest here. Number six, make sure you're still taking your breaks. Really, really important. Number seven, leave your house, right? <laughs> I know that sounds silly. And during COVID, like, leave if you can and if it makes sense. So for me, I live in a pretty small town. I don't have the ability to get really anything delivered outside of, like, Amazon and stuff like that. So, like, groceries and all that. I still have to go get myself. So I will still go get groceries, go for a walk. I've done workouts outside, just literally being outside, you know, in my neighborhood, you know, having fun. So I know COVID-19 and social distancing and that has changed a little bit. But if you end up working from home, 
long term. Get out of your house, not necessarily to work, but when you're not working. Uh, maybe in the morning you still get up and, and go run and grab your favorite coffee. Maybe that's still part of your morning routine and then you come back to work. Or maybe you know on Monday morning you're not going to have any phone calls. So you're going to go get that coffee. You're going to work at the coffee shop for the first part of your day, grab lunch on your way home, and then you have calls in the afternoon. Because let's be honest, I don't know why people think it's okay to take calls at a coffee shop. Coffee shops are so loud. Can I just like vent about this for a second? <laughs> I've done so many interviews where people are like, oh yeah, I met my local coffee shop. I'm like, fucking why? It's so loud. I've never ever been to a coffee shop and be like, this is so quiet and calming. <laughs> ever. I do think coffee shops are calming in their own way because right? it's white noise and if you want to just like get your headphones on and work and you know rock it out in a space that's not what you're used to every day. Cool. Like I've done that so many times especially for the podcast but if you have to talk to other people <laughs> I'm just saying be respectful. Moving on. Number eight, make sure you have what you need to be successful. Pens, paper, folders, printer, you know, if you're a monitor person, get your monitor set up, whatever it might be. Um, you want to make sure you have the tools that you can be successful because what you don't want to do is be like, well, now that I'm working from home and I don't have this one super big monitor and my fancy dancy pen, well, that's the reason I'm not doing well. Like, it's not an acceptable excuse. If you need your fancy schmancy monitor and your cool pen, like, either order it and expense it or ask ask your boss, hey, is it okay if I buy this hundred, you know, monitors are not expensive, right? This hundred dollar monitor and my five dollar pen and expense it on my next, you know, time card or whatever. Most people aren't going to say no, especially if working from home is a long-term thing, right? If it's short-term because of coronavirus, I don't know that companies are going to be paying for everyone to have all these big monitors at home but if it's more long-term, they're probably going to support that. If you work from home and you're hired to work from home, generally speaking, the expectation is you kind of already have that set up for yourself, especially if you're a consultant or contractor. Again, doesn't hurt to ask. Number nine, maintain high performance. You do not want to go work from home and then start to have your performance slip. If it happens, it's basically telling your leaders, I can't be trusted to work alone. <laughs> Which is not a good thing. Number 10, communicate, communicate, communicate. Uh, communication is so, so important when you're working from home. You need to make sure that you're aligned on priorities, on goals, what everybody's working on, especially as a team, you are working towards the same thing. Uh, and people know where you're at and you know where other people are at. Number 11, be active in meetings. And my asterisk here is if you have something to contribute. So... <laughs> I laugh because as I'm talking about this, there are a couple people popping into my head. You don't want to be the person that talks just to hear themselves talk, right? Or just to say that you participated, but truly try and add value to meetings. Be active. If people are asking questions and they're asking for engagement on calls, be the one who is actually engaging. That's going to allow you to stand out in a really positive way. Number 12, dress for your day. And what I mean by your day... <laughs> is just that if you have only phone calls and you want to do a lunch workout, maybe you get up, brush your teeth, wash your face, put on your deodorant, put on your workout clothes, and you sit and work out in your workout clothes for the first half of the day. You do your lunch workout, you take a shower, and you put, you know, regular clothes on for the afternoon. Maybe you have video calls all day, so you get up, you get business ready, 
out of the gate and that's what you work in. Maybe you're going to do an evening workout and you don't talk to nobody that day, right? So you're going to work in your workout pants and you're going to work out in your workout outfit until your evening workout and then you're going to take your shower and get ready for your evening, right? So I say that because I think there is this expectation. People have two expectations. Either people who work at home work in their pajamas all day or they get up and they are just as done up and ready as they were going into the office every day. And I think to say either is a lie. Um, I don't know anyone who actually like works in their pajamas. I think if anything, it's like more like a workout outfit. But I would also be sitting here lying if I said, oh, I got up every morning and I took a shower and I did my hair and I did my makeup and I'm like ready to be on video calls. No, I don't. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie about it. I, I just don't. You know, if I, if my day is scheduled as such where I'm on video calls, I do. If it doesn't and I want to do yoga over lunch, that's what I do. It's like one of the beauties of working at home, right, is you can dress for your day. Now, (laughs) I will say I've had impromptu video calls on a day where I was doing a workout over lunch and I've done it both ways. I've, you know, I've like, hey, I did a lunch workout today. I'm I'm not camera ready. Ha ha ha. And so I just turn off my camera or I have a hat on and my glasses and no makeup. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm I'm doing yoga in about a half hour for lunch. So here's what I got. (laughs) And if it's an impromptu video call, I think that's totally fine. It also is like, hey, I'm a real human. Again, making sure that that aligns with your company. So if your company expectation is not that, I don't want to be the person who tells you to do something you're not supposed to do. But I also think if anyone thinks that people are perfectly ready all day, every day, that's just an expectation they should probably change. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) All right, moving on. Okay. Number 13, don't get distracted. Uh, Kids, dogs, cats, partners, the news, social media, whatever it is, stay focused on work during your work day. Number 14, ask yourself, would I do this at the office? (laughs) Minus the workout outfits. (laughs) Would I do this at the office? Number 15, socialize and interact with your colleagues just like you would if you were in the office, you know, a little, maybe it's like a IM chat or you hop on a quick call with them. Hey, how's it going? How are you? How are the kids? How's the dog? How's the cat? Oh yeah, by the way, I had this question about blah, 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 blah. Number 16, prioritize your work. Really important. Work is important. Make sure you prioritize it. Uh, sometimes that is easy for people to not do because they're working at home like, oh, laundry, dishes, dog, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, 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 no. We're working from home to work right? (laughs) Number 17, plan your day with a calendar. Paper, digital, I don't care. Just plan your day, use a calendar, use some sort of app, whatever it is for you. Number 18, schedule your tasks or your to-do list. If you need to set aside two hours to do a particular project and that two hours isn't on your calendar, put it on there. Make sure you have that time allocated. Because as we all know, it's easy to get sucked into the email black hole (laughs) all day. And before we know it, it's six o'clock and a two-hour project didn't get done and we still have, you know, 30 emails to respond to. And number 19, make sure you have good internet speed. I know that sounds silly, but like if you're going to be on phone calls and video calls all day using up bandwidth, you may have to upgrade your internet. Number 20, comfortable chair. It's important. I know it sounds silly, but make sure your chair doesn't suck. Number 21, make sure you're getting up, stretching, moving around. You know, when you make yourself lunch, you know, do a little stretch. Make sure that you're not just sitting for eight hours straight. Uh, That is not good for your body and you definitely don't do it at the office. 
Number 22, pick some healthy snack or meal options. I say some because like no one eats perfect, but we also don't want to just be like eating total crap all day every day because that's not going to give you the energy that you need to be productive. Number 23, assume people are coming from a good place. When we are operating in a fully virtual world, mostly on email and IM. And let's be honest, less phone calls than we probably should have, especially when we're all working from home and we're doing other things and IMing into getting questions answered. It's sometimes easy to misread someone's tone or attitude. So assume positive intent. And number 24, if your computer mic sucks, invest in a good headset. Uh, You want to make sure people can hear you and you want to make sure that you can hear your people that you work with on your calls. Number 25, set expectations. Really, really good example of this, right? If you are working at home because of coronavirus and your kids can't go to school because the schools are closed because of coronavirus and your kids and your dogs and your cats and your partner, everybody's at home and everybody's working at home, you're doing homework at home, dog's freaking out because everybody's at home that just want to sleep, <laughs> right? The expectation is you're going to have more background noise than you otherwise would if none of that other, you know, none of those other factors were in place. Just make sure you set expectations, right? Just send a note to your boss or to your team. You're not the only one. So like, let's be clear about that. I've talked to so many people who have kiddos in the background and now I just think it's funny. I'm like, oh yeah, the dog. I'm like, my dog barks too. And when I see UPS coming up, I'm like, oh yeah, my dog's about to bark. <laughs> I just make a joke of it. Even though I work at home all the time, it doesn't mean when they ring the doorbell, she's not going to lose her mind, right? So just set the expectation. Number 26, know when and how you work best and optimize for that, right? So if you know you are a morning person and you get your best work done from 8 to 11, rock it out between 8 and 11. On the flip side of that, when you know you are your least productive, compensate for that as well. 27, ask for help when you need it. Number 28, rock out to your music, listen to your podcasts, listen to your audiobooks. Uh, Most people listen to headphones while they're at work in the office, right? Just to drown out other people's conversations. Still do that. Number 29, use white noise apps. If you just want like a zen, calming background noise, get the ocean waves going, get that, you know, fireplace app rolling. Number 30, let your team know how they can get in touch with you if you're away from your computer or after working hours and an emergency pops up. Really important when you're working from home that people know that just because it is 6.37 and stuff's for sure no longer working, that they know like, if you absolutely need me, here's how you can get in touch with me. 99% of the time, especially in recruiting, it can wait till tomorrow. However, there are some fires that do pop up every now and again that really can't wait. So, hey, here's my cell phone number. Call, text, whatever, whenever you want. And I also let my team know I have email on my phone. If I'm uh, allowed to or able to, sometimes as a contractor, that's you know, a gray area, but let them know like, hey, just because I'm away doesn't mean, you know, brick wall, you can no longer talk to me until tomorrow. Number 31, address any conflicts or problems quickly, right? So if there seems to be tension or issues or problems, hop on the phone. Don't go email back and forth. Don't go IM back and forth. Get on the phone, hop on a call, talk it out, resolve it quickly and directly. 32, have one-on-one meetings with your manager and or your direct reports. So if you are someone who has people who report into you, make sure you're meeting with them one-on-one on a regular basis. And then also make sure you have that one-on-one time with your manager. Number 33, create a place to share 
your work outside of email. So if you need to share Word documents, Excel, PowerPoint presentations, whatever it might be, uh, what you don't want to do is all of a sudden get on this email chain of like 70 emails back and forth. Here's the updated document. Here's the updated, here's version 37 of the document, right? (laughs) Try and find a Dropbox folder, a SharePoint folder, or whatever it might be. Use technology to have a hub where everybody can go to get that sort of work and information. Number 34, ask for help when you need it. And number 35, make your goals and your desires known. One of the biggest things I think people fear when they're working from home is they're not going to have the visibility that they need, which is another episode, by the way. (laughs) So make sure you're talking to your manager about what you want, what you need, what you want to accomplish, what your goals are, asking for their help in that. Hey, how can you help me? What suggestions do you have? When should we touch base about this again, right? Regular check-ins on those goals so you can make sure that you're crafting the career path that you want. Uh, You don't want to let that get set aside just because you don't see someone face-to-face every day. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to be here, listen to the show, support it. I appreciate you. Uh, You can find the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. If you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listentocareertalk.com for more information. You can support the show by going to the online store, careertalkswag.com. You can make a donation via PayPal or Anchor, and then you can also leave a review or Rating. All of the links for those are below. You can reach out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, StephDennis13, and then Instagram at Career Talk Podcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing, so awesome. I hope you have a lovely, beautiful rest of your day. Bye-bye.